Tonight, it will be uh, highlighted why God will work with a remnant and what will be their qualities and what must they avoid to qualify as God's remnant to His glory. Hallelujah. Let me first also re uh, greet also the wider body of Christ, every brother and sister. You are so special to the Lord and God's main delight and all his delight is in you. And I greet all the friends and colleagues and those in the fivefold ministry, even those who are going to listen to the preaching afterwards. Remember, we have Edgar Michael's podcast, which is for free and you can follow. And I believe in listening to a sermon that it's anointed and from a great man of God, always try at least three times to listen to it because of all the nuggets and treasures that are in it. And you need to know faith comes by hearing, not so much by reading, reading also, but faith comes by hearing. Amen. And you should hear the voice of God in the voice of the man of God. Hallelujah. Let me also remind you, we are super excited about the Give Thyself Conference, Give Thyself Holy Conference of Bishop Dag, which would, that comes from Ghana, live stream, and please register. Uh, it's free actually, but they want registration just to get your name and details, and anyone who wants to get a special gift, 170 rand you can uh, contribute to the healing jesus campaign evangelism worldwide and also give thyself holy conference don't miss it this please um, uh, especially everyone in friends of daniel kingdom church this conference will revolutionize change your life and make you zealous for god because this is where we, me and my wife, and our sons went already, and daughter-in-law, and even Simeon, we went to Ghana. We went to Ghana, me and my wife now, at least four times because of this coronavirus and pandemic. It is off, off this year, but thank God for making this wonderful, wonderful channel available that you can be so privileged and blessed to get firsthand under such an anointing, powerful, powerful, life-changing teaching to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Please keep your pastor and my wife in prayer. I've got a lot of preaching, teaching, and also there's a Cape Net uh, conference coming off, and I'm next Monday on, but next Tuesday, give thyself holy conference start from Ghana. God bless. Amen. Let's get into the word of God. Let me first pray and ask God's grace and blessing. Have Father God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are so blessed and so privileged to be children of the living God. Through faith, O oh God, we have been cleansed, and the blood of Jesus, we have been cleansed from all of our sins. 
and through justification of all our sins, we have peace with God. We pray your blessing and anointing upon the preaching and the sharing of your word tonight. O oh God, give in our hearts that desire to be part of the remnant in the name of Jesus. Give me grace and direction of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Praise God. Romans chapter uh, 11 verse 5. Please follow this verse. Very important verse. It says Romans chapter 11 verse 5. In the same way then there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. Just look at the words present time, remnant, and the remnant is by God's gracious choice. Because a remnant is not, it's not so much um, a, a peculiar group of people, but it's actually a people that will demonstrate into the world normal Christianity. Praise God. Normal Christianity is supernatural, vibrant, and demonstrating God to the world. But there are, I will now describe you and give you a definition of a remnant. But let me read verse 5 again. Romans 11 verse 5. In the, same, in the same way means, just as in the day of Elijah, the majority of Israel disqualified themselves and God worked through a remnant. So he says in the present time, in the same way, God will do the same. Verse 5, in the same way then, there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's Grace's choice. Hallelujah. I'll give you a definition of a remnant. The word remnant has now become popular when uh, I was about, I think, seven, eight years saved. Then God spoke through this book to me of Watchman Me, God's Plan and the Remnant. Hallelujah. Can you believe those years the book was 250 rand, about three rand. Can you be two rand fifty? Amen. Uh, about three rand, and today it must be in the hundreds. But what it was saying, the book is showing the principle of the remnant right through the Bible. And uh, at that time, I was uh, um, just about eight years saved. Today, I'm forty-nine years saved. Do you hear me? Praise God. So uh, now today, and that time you didn't hear about the remnant, but God told me this while being studying this book and another book of Watchman. He said to me, nearly in an audible voice, I must tell you, I was, I was shocked. I wonder who spoke, who's speaking to me. He said, I keep you to raise up for me a remnant. I will keep you to raise up for me a remnant. Oh, can you believe it? Amen. And the principle of the remnant runs right through the Bible. Uh, before I get into more other and give you the definition of a remnant. But you will see it in what I'm describing now. Out of all the people that came out of Egypt with Moses. This is the remnant. Caleb and Joshua. They alone went into the promised land of that generation with the Joshua generation. In other words, the others failed and God used a remnant. Do you see that? To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Even God wanted the whole of Israel to be priest. At the end, only the Levites qualified and God had to work through the Levites. So the Levites at that time was a remnant for God. And I'm going to show you David, after Saul failed, David was starting off as a remnant for a long time while Saul was still on the throne and governing. In the days of Judges, 
Gideon with only 300 men, they were a remnant for God. And the book of Judges can be summed up by these words. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. But Gideon with 300 men moved as a remnant for God. Hallelujah. And then in the day of Elijah, the majority of Israel worshipped Baal and followed Jezebel. But there was 7,000 that did not bend the knee to Baal. They were the remnant. Even in the book of Malachi, the Bible will say, Those who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And he says, A book of remembrance he was written of that remnant in Malachi. Do you hear me? Even in First Corinthians, please, this is very important. First Corinthians, there were divisions of through four groups of people in the church. There were people that said, I'm of Paul, I'm of Peter, Cephas, which is Peter's other name, and also I am of Apollos, and others said, we are of Christ. And then in chapter 11 says, Paul, there are now divisions among you, but the divisions has come to show who are the approved. Who, he, who are the approved? 1 Corinthians 11, that was the remnant. Do you hear me? And I hope next week to show you out of the seven churches, the church of Philadelphia is the church to be in and to find yourself in. At the rapture, it's the only church out of the last four of the seven. The church of Philadelphia is the remnant. Therefore, the Bible says to Philadelphia, you have few, you have few, uh, uh, little strength, little strength. The strength means you are not so numerous. Do you hear me? You are not so many, but you uh, God says, I gave, give you an open door and I give to you the key of David, which is very, very powerful. Hallelujah. So I'm just quickly ran through the Bible to show you the principle of the remnant. Don't you long to want to be part of the remnant? Before I go further and give you the def definition of a remnant. Just before we went online, my mind was moved by the Holy Spirit to tell you why the church is so important to God. You hear me? My passion for the church, it knows no end. Because even John chapter 2 verse 17, where the Bible speaks of Jesus, it said, zeal for God's, God's house consumed him or it eats on him the zeal you too must have a zeal for God's ecclesia the ecclesia is God's elect or oh, why is that because the church is the only body in the earth that represent the Lord Jesus that represent God that represent heaven. Do you hear me? If you want to get into heaven, the church is the true church, is the vehicle that must preach the word of God. The church, when the Bible speaks of Jesus, a 12-year-old, when he says, I must be about my father's business, it means he was busy with God's work. Do you hear me? All your attention and all your resources should be focused around God's church. Do you hear me? In the Old Testament, Jerusalem represents God's church. That's actually the wider church. But in Jerusalem, there was Zion. Zion was the city of David. And Zion again tells us of the remnant out of in Jerusalem. 
which is the wider body of Christ. There was Zion, but it was Mount Zion that represent the remnant to the glory of God. Let, but let me quote you a bit about Jerusalem to show you how important the church is to God and should be to you. I want to show through that you must live for the church. You must have all your resources and your talent, your education, your money, your work, your clothing. I remember I was a young man before I went even to Bible school. I had a shop in Woodstock where I buy, bought my, my clothes. And Phillips was the shop's name. And, and every time I go there, I buy maybe a shirt or a pants or a jersey or, or anything. One day the guy that often liked me, he liked me and he often served me. But he said one day to me, whenever you buy something, you always say, this I can wear to the youth meeting or mid-prayer meeting, or Sunday morning, this will be good for a conference. He says, you always just think of church. You must think of casual wear and uh, going out and all. But then it, 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 shook, it shook me. I thought, my Lord, it is true. But there was nothing wrong of me as a young man. It is even stronger Today, everything should center around God's church. Amen. The Bible says Daniel's window in the upper chamber was open towards Jerusalem. In other words, the church was his main focus of prayer. Psalm, the Psalm of Zion says, one of the Psalms of Ascent, uh, it says there that uh, may they prosper who pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Your prayer should be that in the church there should be harmony and peace and no disloyalty. Amen. And then Psalm 137 says of Jerusalem, it says there, when we in, were in Babylon and by the rivers of Babylon where we sat down, when we remembered Zion, they asked for us for a song, but we felt we cannot sing the songs of Zion here because we in mourning. Then the verse says, one of the verses says, Oh, Jerusalem, if I forget you, may my tongue cleave to my palate and may my right hand go lame. Can you believe it? Amen. That's how you should have the heart for the church. Let me get to the definition of a remnant. A remnant speaks of when the majority disqualify themselves. A minority or a few will do what God has on his heart. Do you hear me? It's not that God put the people aside. It's the majority disqualify themselves. Because they not prepare to pay the price and give God the sacrifice to accomplish God's purpose. You need to know all God's work, the quality thereof comes through the cross. And many don't want to take up the cross. Many don't want to live a crucified life. Because the cross cuts away worldliness, the flesh, the old Adam. But much of the old Adam and the worldly ways is in the church. For instance, if the Bible says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Now those thoughts and those ways uh, it should be in the church. And then God says, as far away as the heaven is from the earth, so different is my thoughts and so different are my ways. That will tell you the church should be completely different 
The church should be seen as aliens, as people from another planet. Do you hear me? Therefore, the Bible says, overcomers are strangers and pilgrims. Remember those words. If you are a overcomer, if you are a part of the remnant, the even the other backslidden Christians, the majority that disqualify themselves will see you as a stranger. The word stranger means as an alien, as a foreigner. If you get on the airport or you stand in a shop and a Russian person speak next to you or a German or a Chinese, you will say, Listen to the Chinese language. You would even feel like laughing. You would even feel, but this, that's exactly what the remnant will be to the majority in the church. They will be like, so you must not want to fit in. One of our sayings in our church is, you need to stand out and not fit in. Amen. Stand out and not fit in. We also say follow the cloud and not the crowd. We also say be in the river of God and not in a pool. Do you hear me? That's the remnant. I'm speaking of the remnant. They will be aliens. And the word is in Peter, twice in Peter, it says we are strangers and we are pilgrims. Pilgrims speaks of we are, in fact it says we are living in a tent. This is not our permanent home. It means we are living for the eternal values. We are living for that which is not to be found in this world. Amen. Do you hear me? That in, and to live in a tent means we, we are temporary here. We are in a hurry to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 11 verse 5 says, At the present time, there will be a remnant chosen by God and by God's grace. I give you three examples pertinent in the Old Testament of a remnant and one in the New Testament, the fourth one. Number one is Gideon with his 300 men. Amen. And, and, and 32,000 wanted to go with Gideon to war. And he ended up with a remnant. With 300. How does 300 look for you from 32,000? I mean, won't the 300 feel odd one out? Won't they feel strange? But the sifting came with two messages that God instructed Josh Gideon to preach. And the first one, those who fear, they can go home. Because fear is unbelief. Many in the church cannot believe the message of the cross, the standard that God wants. And the Lord said through Gideon, let them go home. Because fear is also contagious. Fear brings others also under fear. And fear activates the devil. Do you hear me? Fear, but faith activates God. And faith comes through God's word. Obeying God's word. Hallelujah. Not to labor the point hard. And the second message was, those who don't choose God's interest above their own interest, they can also go home. Philippians chapter 2 Paul says, I've got many full-time workers here with me, but only Timothy has the interest of Christ at heart. I will send him to you. So you get many in the fivefold ministry also, but they, their attention has got other interests, their own interests, but the interest of Christ and Many left Gideon. And here he stands with 300. But the 300 had four things. Hallelujah. They had a fire. Hallelujah. 
Number two, they were broken. And number three, they had a trumpet, the word of God in their mouth. And number four, they had submission to Gideon because they shouted as they went to war for the Lord and for Gideon. Hallelujah. Do you want to qualify as part of the remnant? There is already a few things you cannot have fear. You must choose the Lord interests above you. You must have fire of the Holy Spirit. You must have the trumpet of God, the word of God in your mouth. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. And then it says also they were broken. In other words, no self-will, no rebellion. And lastly, they were submissive to their leaders. And they were an army and they conquered the Midianites. With the 300. The second example is Elijah. Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 9. 1 Kings chapter 19. Please read it. Hallelujah. Even at the turn of, of, of the millennium. I preach on an open field in Mitchell's Plain. With hundreds of believers there. They asked me to address one evening. And I was speaking. And I spoke of uh, this, this portion I'm going to give to you. Out of 1 Kings chapter 19. Um, Elijah ended with 7,000 out of the thousands. In Israel, the 7,000, they were the remnant. Do you hear me? Amen. And what happened there? The Bible says he was so despondent, Elijah. He felt so alone. And he felt he has worked so hard. And then he went into a cave and he said, Lord, take my life. And then four or five things happened. God let the wind pass him by, but God was not in the wind. And number two, a earthquake. And number three, a fire. And number four, a gentle blowing. And number five, the mantle. A man, he wrapped himself in the mantle. Can I give you some brief, quick teaching concerning them? I believe even today, the wind of repentance is blowing in the church. Do you hear me? I'm going to show you those five things happening now because God wants to bring forth a remnant even with this virus, the death, the fear, the lockdown, the closing of the churches. I tell you there's a sifting going on. It's God calling the church to the winds of repentance is blowing in the church. Secondly, Then there came an earthquake. The earthquake speaks of things that's immovable and stand strong. It's going to come down. And you will see how in the church, if you don't listen to repentance, things will fall apart. I I hear even Bible schools fall apart. There's hardly students. Do you hear me? I feel big church organizations fall apart, fall apart. And you're going to hear much of it happening. Big ministries that's out of tune with God fall apart. That's the earthquake and then the fire. The fire is purification to bring holiness. The fire will bring the fear of God. Do you hear me? And fearfully. The gentle blowing, it speaks of then the presence, the Lord's presence, the tangible presence of the Lord will come. And fifthly, the church will pick up the mantles of the men of God in history. Hallelujah. The mantles of Kenneth Hagen, T.L. Osborne, the mantles of Smith Wigglesworth, the mantles of mighty men of God, Billy Graham, hallelujah, the mantles of Reinhard Bonker, to the glory of God, of Derek Prince and Watchman Nee, mighty men of God, all those mantles in the last days, will work with the remnant, and for your sake, First Kings chapter 19, I'm there, 
And the Bible says, the Lord says, okay, Elijah, go anoint three people in your place. And you know, those three people speak for me of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, because out of the fivefold ministry, the Lord says, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Please go and read it. As I'm preaching, you will find out the Bible lighten up. And if you go and sit with your Bible, even a hard copy, make some notes, I tell you, it is riches to the glory of God. But you will only pursue it if you are part of the remnant, if you, and, and you will sit and make sacrifice to flow with the remnant. That book, the, the last book there of Bishop Dag, the book that speaks there of losing, sacrificing, suffering and dying that is the things that make the remnant do you hear me that is the cross that is what the majority in the church don't want do you hear me even the title of the book will put you off you will say oh my god what is this i don't like this but if your heart is after god and the quality, it's the quality that God wants, not the quantity. The church today is more worried about how many seats are there, not how many can be sent. As Bishop Dag says, the church is not a seating church, it's a sending church. In other words, those, as you go to work, as you go to study and university, you are sent by God. Amen. The, the, the God says, go and preach the gospel. Go. We must be on the move. People ask, where are the miracles and the signs and wonders? Derek Prince says, Mark chapter 16, that says, these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall heal the sick. In my name, they shall speak in new tongues. In my name, they will deal with snakes and with poison. And the Bible says, and the Lord work with them, with the signs that follow them. And Derek Prince says, you cannot follow a parked car. If the church is parked and you don't move on university at school and on the bus and the train and move wherever you get in the supermarket, you don't move, you don't, then how can the signs follow? Amen. The signs follow the remnant. And the remnant will bring the quality and the standard. The church today is more worried about quantity than quality. If the quality is right, then the quantity will take care of itself. Because as the quantity, the many comes in, the quality will spread. But if the center is not right, then the thing will fall apart. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? One day with my eldest son, we came from, I picked him up at school and we stopped to buy some Burevo's roll. It was a thick sausage a long one we said wow but when we ate it 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 was it was of a low quality the 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 sausage itself i even today when i cross past that place i'm still thinking of that you know what happened maybe at the beginning the quality of the sausage and the burrowos roll was maybe of a high standard now you get the the the, uh, the 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 many and then you feel i drop the quality of the roll and i drop the quality of the sausage and I drop the quality of the chutney or the ketchup or the, uh, 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 as they would say, tomato sauce because we want to make money. How many businesses have started well? How many churches, how many denominations have started well? But because of the many that comes, the standard drop. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 
Many built on the rock Christ Jesus, but their work will be examined by fire. And he says, many built with wood, hay, and straw. Do you hear me? Wood, hay, and straw. And others built with gold, precious stones, silver, and precious stones. Precious stones, gold, and silver can go through the fire. But if you want quantity, you must lower it because to get gold, silver, and precious stones, you need to dig, you need to go down deep in the ground. But wood, hay, and straw, it's easy. You can accumulate a lot very quickly. And the church has lost the message of the cross because that brings the quality for God about. Do you hear me? But the church has dropped the standard and take away the message because the cross, three things of the cross. For the world and the carnal believer. Number one, the cross is offensive, the Bible says. Paul says the cross is an offense. In other words, you, you feel, why are you talking to me like that? Because the, the flesh is offended. Number two, the cross is foolishness to the world, to the carnal believer. Number three, the cross is contradictory. Contradictory means somebody that walks the way of the cross. You might be qualified for the higher promotion in your workplace. But because you are strict and you are a serious believer. They will put you aside and not select you for the higher position. You will say, but this is a contradiction. Because the guy that gets the position is not better qualified than me. But they, because they don't like you. Because you are following Jesus. You are following the way of suffering. Persecution. Dying to yourself. Losing. Therefore you are not liked. Even I feel it even in the church. By myself. Even among so called. Man I can tell you a lot. A lot. Do you hear me? So that is the second picture, Elisha. Do you hear me? The third picture is, 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 is the church. Let, before I get to David, the third picture of a remnant. They, the Bible says, out of the seven churches which are prophetic, and I'll show you in two weeks' time, that the seven church. I'll teach to you about the seven churches. Do you know it's the picture that God gave us, the Lord Jesus gave us. The picture is from, the, from after the apostles was gone. The seven periods of the church until the rapture. Wow. So you will see what the Lord is speaking of. What kind of churches there will be in the earth in the last days. My God. But the remnant in the churches there is the overcomers to you. The letter is addressed to the church, but every letter ends with, he who overcomes will get these blessings and promises and crowns. The overcomers, that's the, that is the remnant to the glory of God. The overcomers. Can I give it to you? I like to teach and preach in picture form. So that it's easy for you to see. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. Praise God. The overcomers. Is, uh, they are the ones. That move into the holy of holies. The majority in the church. Is in the outer court. And, 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 and others move. Also up to the holy place. But the remnant, they want to be in the holy of holies. Can I show you the fourth one? David was a remnant. And I'm reading to you 1 Samuel chapter 22. The Bible says here in 1 Samuel chapter 22, when 
David was chased away by Saul. And you need to take David very serious because the church is called the tabernacle of David. Acts chapter 15. After they made up their mind with big debate and arguments, must the Gentiles be circumcised? Can there be Gentiles in the church? Then Peter said, God is now busy gathering together out of the Gentiles a people for his name. James summed up the whole meeting. And James said those words that I just said now. And James then said, God is busy restoring the tabernacle of David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And David pitched that tent, that tabernacle on the mountain called Zion. And Hebrews chapter 12 will tell the church, we did not come to Mount Sinai where the law was given, but we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the place where myriads of angels are. Hallelujah. Where That is the church that God is after. And you know what David did? He, 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 he built this tabernacle and he had choir singing and worshiping God 24 hours a day in three hour serfs, three groups of choirs, hallelujah, each group singing and ministering to God for eight hours. This is church. This is the Zion that God is after. And David, for the first time, brought in string instruments, music instruments, tambourines, drums. Do you hear me? And dancing and praising. Hallelujah. Trumpets to the glory of God. And God says, above all dwellings, I want Zion. Hallelujah. That is the church of the living God. But before David could do that, David was with Saul. But because of David's skill and David's anointing, Saul hated David. And Saul chased David out of the kingdom. And David left. And David lived in the cave of Adullam. And then 400 men came. They defected from Saul and they joined David with David's family. Do you hear me? Only four. That's the remnant. That's the remnant. And you get today in the church, which I want to show you the Saul system of church. The majority of the church is in that system. Do you hear me? But there is the David move which I just pointed out to you, Philadelphia in Revelation, the Bible says, I give to you the key of David. If you read in Isaiah 22, you will see what is the key of David. The key of David is revelation that the other church won't ever see and understand. And I tell you, the blindness in the church, the poverty, it's, it's shocking and the lameness and the weakness. That's the church of Laodicea, the last of the seven church stages. That's the majority of the church. Laodicea means lukewarm church. Even Leo means the lay people governs. In other words, democratic rule. Do you hear me? The Leo mean lay people, the opinion of lay people, the majority govern. No, leaders cannot do what they want to do. The majority govern. It's democratic rule. I'm describing to you Saul's day. Saul's day. And therefore, Philadelphia, David came about to the glory of God. And I'm going to read to you now in 1 Samuel chapter 22. Who came to David? Who came to David? Amen. And why they came to David? 
because it was more comfortable to be in the palace with Saul, to be in the kingdom. Who want to live in a cave? I tell you, for many and most of my Christian life, I am like that David in the cave. But now is the time for those of us who are Davids to come out of the cave. Therefore, I preach like this and I share the word like this. Many even who knows me will be shocked and say, but Edgar... These are the things that's in my heart all the time. Amen. And while we are not known as friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, we are known in heaven with God. And therefore everyone in friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, please help me. Hear my passion. Hear my heart. We need to produce for God this remnant of overcomers. This kind of people like David who has a heart and a passion for Jerusalem and for Zion to the glory of God. Don't worry about your house, your car, your clothing, your money. It will come the way of the cross. It will come that way. God will give abundance with joy. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. Others will have their riches with sorrow and with no glory for God. But yours will come without sorrow and blessing. I'm reading 1 Samuel chapter 22. And so David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's household heard of it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, these are the kind that came. They were in distress. And everyone was in debt, number two. And everyone who was discontented gathered to him. And, be, and he became captain over them. Now there were about 400 men with him. Do you hear me? Amen. Number one, they were in distress. Distress means they were not happy with the situation under Saul. Do you hear me? And number two, in debt, it means I owe God more. I need to give to God more. And I would love to meet God's budget. I would love to, to, to do for God what he wants to be done. And thirdly, discontentment. I am unhappy with the condition of the church. I am not happy with how things going here. Amen. And let me show you a few other things of Saul's day. Amen. Number one, there was no ark. And please read this verse in your quiet time. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 2 or 3. It says, verse 3, it says, David says, let's go get the ark of God. Because in the day of Saul, we did not seek for it. Can you believe it that church people, the majority is, are happy to have church without the glory of God. Content and at ease and happy without out there, the ark is the fullness of Christ in all his authority and glory and power in the day of Saul, just like today, the majority in the church will have church and be happy without the ark. Number two, in Saul's day, there were no blacksmiths. First King, First Samuel, chapter 13, verse 19 will tell. What does that mean? We cannot make weapons of war. We cannot sharpen our weapons of war. The majority in the church, they don't even know there is a war. They don't even know how, there is, how to use the weapons. In Saul's day, there were no blacksmiths. Number three, in Saul's day, they didn't judge the flesh because Saul kept the best of the Amalekites and the Amalekites is a type of the flesh. Do you hear me? And number four, Saul was anointed out of a flask and not a horn. 
What does that mean? A horn means a God-made man. But a flask is a glass thing. It's a man-made thing. So Israel was moving under a, an anointing that was a man-made anointing. You get men today, the flask speaks of charisma, eloquence, preaching and teaching, psychology, preaching how to get rich, seven steps to become a millionaire, preaching that hardly opens the Bible. There the man is just preaching, not even quoting scripture or let's go there or there. No, it's, it's, it's human speeches. With charisma, no horn. Do you hear me? And number five, people full of self-will follow Saul. Because Samuel said to him, didn't you know it's better to obey the voice of God than to bring sacrifices? And it, Samuel said, rebellion is as the, as the sin of witchcraft. And Samuel said, self-will is like idolatry. You get in the church today, many people that will tell you, don't tell me, pastor. You don't regulate my life. I'll be even at the conference of many places that I go to, of a local church. You find it, you ask, where are the people of this church? It's a conference. No, many have decided the five-day conference, I'll only come Monday and then I come the last day. What a shock. Self-will is idolatry, my Lord. And sixthly, the standard of serving God was very low in Saul's day. My God. Let me go to the New Testament because I want to bring, give me some more minutes. Let me show you. Those things are in the New Testament church. If you in your mind, in your heart or afterwards, please turn to First, Second Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to show you now. Because I know the word. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 3. Here is what happened. And the Lord says. Second Timothy chapter 3. It says in the last days. Are we in the last days? My brothers. You better believe it. We don't have generations to go. As some teach to you. Those who have dominion teaching. And, 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 and those who have kingdom. Wait for the kingdom to come. And all of that. No, we're going to leave here. And Jesus going to come and put things right here. We're not going to save the nations and the world. We're saving people out of the nations for the Lord Jesus Christ. First, second Timothy chapter three. It says in the last days will be perilous times, says the King James Version. It says it will be difficult times. It will be it will be struggling times. Derek Prince, who knows the Greek, he says that word uh, 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 difficult, that word perilous, it means fierce times. In other words, it will for believers, not for, 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 for uh, uh, other kind of backslidden church. And it, it won't, they won't feel this. But if you want to live up to God's standard, you will feel it. And people will have four kinds of love, says 2 Timothy chapter 3. Lovers of self. Number two, lovers of money. Number three, lovers of pleasure. That means entertainment. And number four, lovers of powerless church. You know what the Lord says? Avoid such people, says Paul in that scripture. In other words, if you want to be part of the remnant, there are certain kind of believers you need to avoid. What are they, Pastor Edgar? The Bible will direct you. It says in the last days, avoid those who are lovers of self. What are lovers of self that says, you don't tell me. You don't direct my life. I don't even let God tell me. Lovers of self. Number two, lovers of money. Praying the lotto and just want to get rich as quick as possible. Even leaving the will of God to go and stay there maybe in Senton or someplace. 
and with your children leaving a vibrant, but it is because of the money. You will follow the money. God will bless you if you follow his will. Number three, lovers of pleasure. It speaks of entertainment in the church and then powerless church. They know the power of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. To deny something is, is to say, I know about that kind of Christianity. Do you know how many young men and how many believers have visited our church and they say, oh no, you can never live this standard. You can never live. And they want to attack even our young people. Do you? That's the last days. Let me go to a shorter time to the last hours. First John chapter 2 verse 19 it will say it will be the last hour my children john says because there will be many antichrists coming but there will be many antichrist when will there be many antichrists not even when it's the last days the last days are a day is already short but he said it will be it will be the sign of the last hour my god and if you follow that context, it's people that were in the church. It's people that lived in the past, the standard maybe that God want. But they became like demons, lovers of the world. And now they turn even against such heavy, powerful believers. Do you hear me? Anti-means, anti-Christ. I give you four explanations. It means anti-the cross. Do you hear me? Number two, anti the Lordship of Jesus. And number three, anti the anointing. Because Christ means anointed. And number four, anti the Messiah. Do you know there's a teaching, anti-Semitic teaching, anti-Jew, anti-Israel teaching? It's the spirit of the Antichrist. This is the forerunner of the Antichrist. Listen, we are living in very interesting and serious times. Do you hear me? That is, I spoke to you now about the last days. First John chapter 2, the last hour. Now I'm going to give you the last times. The last times. And I'm moving to a close now. Second, First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, the Spirit explicitly says, I'm quoting, the Spirit explicitly says that in later times or in the last times will come doctrines of demons. Wow! Doctrines of demons. You need to know when the doctrines of demons are there. It's closer than the last days. It is closer than the last hour. It is now the last times. Wow. And what is what the first first Timothy chapter four says? Forbidding marriage and abstaining from foods. Can I give you the explanation? It means marriage will be under attack. And it means people won't feel it's necessary to marry because they married already. In other words, sexual sin will be loose. Do you hear me? With uh, sex outside of marriage will be loose. That's, that's the doctrine. And, and I'll show you now as I close. This is the teaching of Balaam. This, when Balaam could not curse Israel. You know what the prophet gave the counsel to the king of Moab and the king of Midian. He said, let your daughters go among them. Let the girls go among them. They must not mix. And then Israel sinned with the daughters of the Moabites and the Midianites. And 24,000 died. Because God judged Israel. And you will find in the book of Numbers. It was the council of Balaam. That brought about the fall of Israel. Forbidding marriage. Abstaining from food. You know what does that mean? Body conscience. More conscience about style. And outward appearance. 
which is very important to people. It's a doctrine of demons. Body to draw people to sensuality, to outward appearance. Do you hear me? Can I give you other uh, uh, doctrine of demons? And I need to close. Let's go rather to Jude and I'm closing. I'll give you a sub and I'm closing with the book of Jude. I'm quoting. Jude starts off by saying, I wanted to write to you about our salvation. But now I need to warn you. Because certain people has crept in unnoticed into the church. And they take the grace of God to licentiousness. In other words, they use the grace of God for loose living. Can I, but can I put it in my words? Grace to sin. Grace to live a sinful life. Do you know this kind of teaching is rife? There are even people in South Africa. People that speak of cheap, greasy, hyper grace. Jude warned us about that. Do you hear me? And then Jude also say, woe to them. They follow the way of Cain. I'm closing now. Cain speaks of un-so-called believers that fights true and fire believers. Because Cain killed his own brother Abel. And Abel's sacrifice was accepted. How was it accepted? By a ball of fire coming from heaven. And lighten up his altar. And here Cain stands. With his bananas and oranges and apples. And the best fruit of his hard labor. But no fire. Do you hear me? There will be believers. That will be impressive. But no fire. Amen. And he says woe to those who follow. And in the era of Balaam. Do you hear me? I just spoke to you about Balaam. But the prophecy of Balaam's were accurate. But look what was his counsel. And his heart was after money. I'm closing. And the, the second last point is. And they will follow the way of Kura. Kura speaks of the spirit of Judas. My God. And I'm ending with the kind of church the remnant will be like Enoch. I'm in Jude and I'm closing because the Bible says four things of Enoch. Number one that stands out, he walked with God. Number two, he prophesied. Number three, in the midst of ungodliness, he was triumphant. And number four, he was expecting the coming of the Lord, the rapture. Are you part of the remnant? God wants you to avoid, to separate, maybe in body, but not in heart. When it comes to the body of Christ, we love the body of Christ. We love every born again Christian. But the Lord is looking for the church of the rapture. Pastor Edgar, what is the, that church? It's the church like Enoch. If you want to walk with God, you cannot walk with your own will. You cannot walk with the world. You cannot walk with the backslidden church. If you want to walk with God. And it's you walking with God. Not God working, walking with you. Because you need to follow God. Hallelujah. If God makes a turn, you cannot go the other way. You have to walk with God. I'm closing. Number two. Enoch was prophetic. He prophesied. The Bible says, Acts chapter 2. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. And upon my servants I will pour out my spirit. And they will prophesy. Enoch prophesied. Lastly, Enoch walked in the midst of... Un if you follow that verses there, it was in ungodly, ungodly means. 
people that deny even the existence of God, people that have a God that is the, the, the God of their own minds, the gods that the God that they brought down to their standard, the God that they are, they, in other words, the God of their own imagination. My God. And the Bible says he was expecting the coming of the Lord. The Bible says Enoch was taken away by faith. The Bible says without faith in Hebrews 12, it's impossible to please God. May you be a person that goes into prayer and seek the face of God. First Peter chapter 4, it says, verse 7, The end of all things is at hand, so be sober to pray. Amen. The end of all things. Please pray. Pray after listening to this preaching. Pray through every point and bring forth to God the remnant that you are part of the remnant. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray your presence and anointing upon everyone who have followed the teaching and the preaching tonight. Lord, we know your passion and my heart is also after your heart, Lord. We want to see the church arise like the tabernacle of David. God, but like David brought about a remnant, so we want to bring forth a remnant for your glory. Lord, let your Holy Spirit keep on speaking to every one of your, Christ, your believers, your children. And may your presence rest upon this preaching. And may your anointing accompany it. And help us to pray and to seek the face of God. So that Christ can have what he desire. A church after his heart to the glory of God. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide upon you. The God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob bless you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I will praise you, the Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise